Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. It's James and Jake for you this week. Yes, it's a it's a 50. There's a 50 on this episode yeah. and it's not our big in-person episode because if you missed us saying we are going to get together at some point in the next couple of months and have that in-person episode, um, but it's just not going to be for 150. It's going to it's going to be become more of a yearly special now. Yeah. Uh, well, this year anyway. Like if we get to 200 or 250 for example, that probably means we have to do something specific for that episode, but that's a lot of episodes and a lot can happen between now and then but yeah 150 episodes of talking wednesday eh? and we've That's not had that uh, to want to go now we're done we're still going and, well, and he managed he managed well, to make he, well he managed to make me into a decent person at being able to do a, a document now so <laughs> no i mean that was the uh, hardest part <laughs> No, you, it's, you and me, it's easy. it's easy. It's just a case of with the logistics of the last few months, it's been trickier yeah. than expected. But I will say, whenever we do sit down, it's always a fun time. So um, yeah. it's good to be back let, with let you. Be yes. yes, the podcast we... is later this week, purely because of those specific reasons. Um, yeah. Jay, Jake's got a newborn. I had appointments all week. Um, I've not spoke to Jack this week, so I don't know what he was doing, but I wasn't going to ask him to do a solo for, for this episode. So... Um, yeah, we basically just couldn't make it work no. until now. Um, and now the day of recording this is Friday. So if you are if you are watching this, it potentially goes out Friday or depending on when I can get it out, it might go out Saturday before the Coventry game. So there will be, um, there might be a slight delay next week on the next podcast. But actually, I think what we might do is we might do the podcast in its normal slot. Um, yeah. There might not be a lot of news, but transfers move quickly. And obviously, we'll be doing something around around the transfer window. Um, the transfer window could be interesting because not a lot of people worked this one out, and I only worked it out the other day looking at the picture. Like, we could have gamed the day the transfer window is finishing. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm so actually I'm actually helping out at a charity event as well all that day, so like I won't be able to finish early either. So it's a case of I will probably be coming from this charity event to go straight into um, production mode. <laughs> To go straight Again. into like sorting this and doing the match, doing a watch along and doing the transfer deadline day. So that's going to, and then I'm, I'm at work the next morning because it's midweek in it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's all that's going to be a fun few hours. Not. Um, but how have you been, mate? It's been a little while. Um, it's been good. It's been a very good week. I've been quite productive. Um, I made. Both you and Jack very jealous of my new internet feeds. <laughs> yeah, just because I've obviously changed internet providers and I've got nothing now. It's a it, it's ridiculous. I literally just did a feed test and getting an eight hundred and sixty down and hundred and eight up. It's mental. I managed to download a game that was fifty gig in about ten minutes. It was lovely. But it's it's that weird thing where I'm getting to grip with newborn life and we've got a routine now. Now little ones, now the eldest is at school, we've got a routine in place, which is easier. He's sleeping a lot better at night, and I don't feel as tired, even though I look it, as a school mum said to me this morning, which was lovely. Ha! <laughs> 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 You're looking very tired and late. I said, I've had a newborn child. Oh, that'll have played. It's like, great. If I said that the other way around, I'd get slapped. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's been double standards, that one, isn't it? Yeah, um, but it, it's it's been good. I'm trying to... Um, you know where you get that bit in the new year where you're trying to figure out where your your place is for this year and what you want to do? Yeah. And your goals and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
Mine has literally been pretend it's like The Sims and just keep people alive <laughs> at the minute <laughs> because I'm struggling with my own health at the minute. Um, yeah. I've got a consultant appointment some point in February and they're always fun. You, you get this thing where you have a yearly update and you have a yearly sit down with them and they say, has anything changed? Is there anything we can do to help? And nine times out of ten, you go in, into it and it's fine and it's like, I'm looking forward to this one because there's going to be a load of stuff on my new note where I've been to hospital a lot last year. So, you know, playing games with, like said, tables and cutting my head open and stuff. So I'm going to have yeah. an interesting conversation with him. But apart from that, it's been good. It's just, it's been busy. I like your line, I know, but it's been very <laughs> busy. And it's been newborn life. It's it's not for the people who like sleep. Let's put it that way. How's your week been? Uh, the, the usual busy but busier um it's been quite mad this week hence all the uh changing stuff around yeah it's interesting you talk about new year's goals and things like that it's i think this year i just want to i find i want to find a healthy balance i want to actually i want to get to a point where i don't feel like i have to do things and i want to do things again do you know what i mean in in, yeah. in a lot of things um so yeah i think i'll um i'll i'll that's what I'm aiming for this year. Yeah. Be healthy. Um, and also make time for what I want to make time for, not what I feel that I need to. Because, you know, um, as weirdly that, deep the, as the, it is, and people... I don't usually get... I don't usually get this deep, but life isn't guaranteed for anyone, you know. So no. there's, there's 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 all about the grind, but there's also about finding a balance. So um, And make sure you can actually enjoy yourself there's also I that pleasing of... other people, isn't there? There's that pleasing yeah, of yeah, people yeah. or trying to do things for people which you think is the right thing and then you do about two days worth of self-reflecting and go, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's um, <laughs> it's nice. Like Part of it is I'm trying to find a bit more time. So we've recorded on a day I wouldn't usually be able to record, but I've moved work things to a point where I can um, have a little bit more time in areas to to focus on this sort of stuff i really i i enjoy, i enjoyed like the first year of this podcast so much and i think it's because mm. i i was what hardly working um in terms of and don't get me wrong i've not stopped enjoying the podcast but you i think anybody will know when you're doing you're burning the candle at both ends and you're doing other stuff like last year for the past couple of years i've had like a couple of jobs on mm. at, at once all the time um that took up six days of my week, you know, and then the podcast would have been on the other day. And then I had a little bit of breathing time just to, you know, on the seventh, just to reset before you do it all over again, but you're shattered yeah. by that point. And then things would creep in on those days, you know, yeah. like that you've got to do all the live stuff. You've got to go shopping. You've got to fit everything around it. So I it's think actually, it's that other um, thing as well, where you look at what, I don't think what a lot of people understand on the creative side of podcast, YouTube, it's not just turning a camera on and talking. It's a lot of logisticals after the fact. It's getting it out there and stuff. And the podcast, when when a podcast is like this, that started during lockdown where you had all that time, then you get that thing where, oh, hang on, I've got to go back and do my usual stuff. And I think this is the thing, the fact that we've managed to get it to 150 and still going and yeah. not be had that thing of going, we can't make, we've always managed to find a way of making it work where it suits everyone. 
kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it, this is very much a passion project that we both enjoy. We love making the content. But at the same time, getting to just sometimes sit down and get us both together in the same page, the document done and everything like that, it's a task. It can be a massive task. And I also end up. Where... I, I I also know that I I kill I, I, I kill the performance of the podcast if I don't have and I, I do it every single week at the minute because I don't have time to make the little breakouts and clip mm. things out. You know, and that's when I know that the podcast performs really well when we actually get the algorithm going, sort of thing. But when I don't have time to do that, um, I know I'm actually making the podcast performance suffer. But then I also know that the podcast there's always that core there. And that call yeah. to watch it every week. So it will always be there in that sense until one day we've we've had enough, you know, uh, I'm sure. Well, I've, I've, been, will... I've been doing this since 2012. So <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I might not have enough. It, for me, it all just depends what changes in life. And I think that's the thing. There's things that happen in life and sometimes you have to put your passion product to one side and then do other things. But at the end of the day, we enjoy making content. We're not sick of each other yet. Well, we have days. No. <laughs> but it's that whole thing you've not, you've not, you, Do you know what? We've not had as many things. The, this past six months, we've been pretty chill again. It's been like the yeah. first year. Um, yeah. So it's been, and last, it's been and all last right. Year, it was, last year, it was just me dressing out because I was having a newborn. <laughs> Jake, have you had a newborn by any chance? You haven't mentioned it. No, nah, no, nah, I haven't. You, you, you've been really busy. Oh, never, never, mate. All the time in the world, mate. Anyway, let's move into the Sheffield Wednesday stuff. You can leave us reviews, all those sort of things. Uh, membership options are available. Um, Talking Wednesday Extra will be uh, available very shortly. We are we're doing a few changes with that, actually, um, the way that's going to work, and we will announce that next month. Um, so keep your ear to the ground on that one. With... With um, since the last time we played, though we played South. Uh, since last time we played, since the last time we spoke, we recorded. We did yeah. have that game against Southampton. We probably just need to talk about. Just, I think all you say is they absolutely dominated us. And the thing is, this Southampton team is—it's very much a team that pass you off the park. They have mm. so many passes in that game. It's unless you've got a really good midfield that can break it up. Uh, a new flash, we don't, uh, have that midfield to do that. It's very difficult. And I think from the word go, I think we started well, first five minutes, Preston nearly got a goal thanks to Windass doing the pressing. And then the high press just disappeared. And again, this is the thing, we don't have the players. We got the player, but we don't have the players who can hit that high press. And as soon as they got that first goal and you saw the way it went about, it's like the way it defended it, it just... And I know Bambo got a lot of stick for it. I understand it and I get it. But at the same time, he's just come back from not playing three games. Three games. So he's going to be a little bit rusty. There's only so much you can do in uh, training. But it's that true, ball but shouldn't, I, have, I, shouldn't have come into no, the box. It shouldn't. But let's just talk about Bambo for a second. Because at the minute, for me, we do look a better side without him in it. We do. But there was also a period in that Coventry game where he was, when we played Coventry, where he was yelling at centre-back saying them get into position when they weren't and it was quite it's it's an interesting one because the problem is i'm just saying temporarily be... I, he has had some good games but for me he's that player that he, he's that player that can either be really solid or he's got the mistakes johnson. in them it's a jermaine johnson over a couple of years ago where one game would be really consistent and one game you you he'd make all the mistakes 
And at the time we got You can't right have that now, in the centre back though. We, you can't have it in a centre back. No, in a winger you can have it, but in a centre back you can't have it. You, Preston did warn us that he was very inconsistent. One week he'd be good, one week he'd be The problem is, who would be playing him right now is injured. I offer. If if it were up for me, you have I offer, Icky and possibly Bernard in in a back three. Yeah, but I I would actually potentially just have a back two of Bernard and Iwekwe. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, the back two centre-backs and then just play yeah. full-backs. Yeah, but we've not really shown much of doing that yet, really, have we? I know. Because, fully enough, we don't have the full-backs. <laughs> it, it, which it, it, which it, says to me we we need a centre-back still this January and it's now yeah. it's now we've got like 11 days left of the window. Time is ticking. I'm not too... Worried about that because out of 24 clubs in the championship, 17 have made signings and two of them have been ours. I think this window, the January window is always a tricky one because everyone's yeah. trying to look for the same player and the same kind of situation. And I think you've got a situation now with, I'm turning into Danny. Um, we've got a situation where when we get things looking at players, everyone's looking at the same player. And the problem is, I don't think we can offer some things that other one can. And at the same time, are there going to be clubs who want their player to go to a relegation grab? Do they want them to be have a... You know where, where their development is? Is it that they need to learn how to be in a relegation grab? Is it that they need to be up at the top fighting for a, going for playoffs or something? And the thing is, we still need If they have that, a proper and... scouting network, though, they should be able to see the actual... They should be looking at form tables and the way teams are playing and the fact that Wednesday, quite clearly, are much better than they look, if you get yeah. me, you know, in terms of a side. So if, they're, if they've got a proper... If the club that, that's loaning them out or, you know, we're buying for all players' agents looking, they should be looking properly at the actual situation as it is because that's the yeah. one thing I will say on podcasts sometimes when we're linked with a player and then he's linked with another club or something and we go well why would he want to go to them but then we we don't know as much about the context at that club yeah, of exactly. why they want to go to them and it's that's where it should be done the, the way it should loaning. be being done and also the club loaning them if it's a loan can sometimes always go we want you to go here and it's sometimes the player doesn't have a say I think I think yeah. you look at everything that's going on, man, and and this is something I kind of thought about last night. Is there a little bit of player going because Danny's so new that that, that trust element they they know know what they like because he it's his first manager gig, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, but I I must say like there is there is a lot to be said about. Off the form table and the way the side's playing and the the style of the football, it should be more attractive than you would think. So yeah. it does it does raise questions about it does raise questions about if the player. I guess a player's got to come here and have some bottle. That's one. The thing only they do reason have to why have. the player that didn't sign, who was going to sign in this before this game, which was Connor Coventry, went to Charlton, was a mixture of a Charlton. Gave more money, basically. B, yes. he's a London lad, so he had he had a. I think location was a big thing. Twenty three year old coming up north for a permanent transfer, not a loan, a permanent. I think that's different. I think he wanted to stay down south, 
And the only yeah. thing I got with the only one thing I got with this, why why the hell would you let Backinson go if the deal isn't completed? It feels like a bit of a mistake. It's now left us very short. Yeah, I, I do agree. We we now need to fill that gap in midfield because mm. I think Momo Diaby could be a gem for us in the midfield, but if he picks up another injury, we are looking light. We're very light. We're yeah, ridiculously light actually. It's it's uh, a situation where you have to you have to fill that position now. Well, you could tell in the game when Volk came on at half time, we're like, right, brilliant, Volks is on, you can get something in. And the but I will say this now, there's two goals that they scored the second and third. The only reason they scored their goal is because we were pressing to go get a goal the other end. And you know what? I prefer us to actually go press and find, try and find the goal and then sit back. I like that. that. I've always liked that, that. That's always been something I like. I, I'd rather team go for it and get tonked 4-0 and then go, well, we're going to just sit back and just get peppered. The, I think the only thing is that there's a bit in Danny's management style he may need to learn when to maybe sit back a little bit and counter. But at the same time, cracking goals, they did really well. If you look at possession stats, 69 possession for them, 31 for us, 15 shots, 6 in ours, 7 on target, for 14 corners. There was one point where they just had corner after corner after corner, and we just couldn't get out. We couldn't get out, and... The fact that they didn't actually do much from corners, I was actually shocked by. But it is one of those ones where you look at it and you go, yeah, a win would have been good, but they are a very good team and they're probably going to go up. I've, I've got them going up automatic. I think they're going to leap for it. They're, they're, they're absolute quality, up. right? And it's just it's just a situation if it just shows what we've been saying all along, which is why I said at the start before Danny was appointed that relegation would be disastrous for this club because each time we go down to League One, you see the gap from the Championship and the Premier League getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you just become like a club that can't Mm. even compete in the Championship, which is a problem. So we just need to make sure we avoid that at all costs. Um, Let's move into the the news then. So we'll we'll do a couple of pickup pieces. Um, Go on, Jake, finish what you were saying and then we'll move in. The only saving grace with Watford beating QPR. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um and obviously Huddersfield held out to a draw with Plymouth as well at that time. Yeah. We've not done the we've not done the review. That will be back uh, for the next episode. Let's move into the news then. So a couple of pickup pieces as I was saying, stuff we missed. James Beadle has signed for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, reads as follows the Owls have completed the loan signing of goalkeeper James Beadle from Premier League Brighton and Hove Albion the 19 year old spent the first half of the season on loan in League One with Oxford United where the talented young shot stopper became a key member of the U's side he now moves up to the championship with Wednesday for the remainder of the season Beadle began his career at Charlton Athletic before making the switch to the Seagulls in September 2022 he was loaned to Crewe in January 2023 and enjoyed his first taste of senior football catching the eye after a string of impressive performances Beadle moved to Oxford in July last year and soon established himself at the Cassam Stadium enjoying an unbroken run between the sticks between August and January the teenager has represented England from the under 15s to the under 20s as well as receiving call-ups to the three Lions under 21s now he didn't play the first match Danny Roll stuck with Dawson. Do you think yeah. that that needs to change with Coventry? I think he's going to change it. He got to. You don't bring him in and not use him. Um, I think 
there's some, there's something for what's going on with the goalkeeping situation. Yeah, Camp's been giving his chance and he's giving his in. But I think you've got to start and you've got to at least give him a chance and see what he can do because he's taller, he's younger, he's quicker, he's better out with his feet. This style of pathing out from the back might actually really help with uh, Beadle. Like, just yeah. moving the ball faster. And it might help, like, you know, when we've had it where the ball come to a player at the back and it's been a little bit, the player's not ready or the player's already gone and the ball's in no man land. It could help. I think he starts him, personally. I think he should. I think he definitely should. I just... <sighs> My worry is that he feels a loyalty to Dawson to play him, try him another couple of games so it's not been like, oh, you've had one chance... And you've not really done anything massively wrong in that chance. Mm. But I'm dropping you anyway, because it was a token gesture. That would be my worry, you know. Um, but for me, you've got to be ruthless. And you've brought a keeper in who isn't shouldn't be here just to sit on the bench. No. As Vasquez has gone back as well, that's a story we had later in, but Vasquez has gone. We will link that into this story, actually, when we talk about goalkeepers. He clearly didn't yeah. fancy Vasquez. He's brought in his own keeper now. A keeper that seems to fit the style is an informed keeper, granted yeah. at a lower level. Dawson's been making mistakes this season. I've got a lot of time for Dawson, but I do think we need to put Beadle in between the sticks. Um, yeah. In reference to Vasquez then, it just it just didn't work, did it? When Danny came in, he didn't fancy him by the looks of it. No. Um, I, I think that's the thing you've got. It's... It happens at time. It was a. We saw it all coming. We all saw it coming a mile away once we brought in a new keeper. But at the same time, it took longer than I think it should have done for him to actually go back. Um, yes. Because I think there was a lot of people going, why is he still here? What's going on? But at the end of the day, he came in. It didn't work. We move on and we wish him well in his career and hopefully he does well. I think he's already getting low back out by AC Milan anyway. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next. But we also brought in another lone man. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I just want to finish the Beadle story first. I, I love mm. the link there that you tried to do there, but we'll uh, we'll keep them in separate bits for now. Uh, I don't know if we talked about Beadle's FIFA card, and it's a tradition. So it was a 63 rated no, bronze, six, 63 diving, 63 handling, 63 kicking, 63 reflexes. I feel like I did read this. 35 speed and 63 positioning. So he's he's, he's woeful. But uh, And there's no evolutions for goalkeepers. So FIFA were out of luck, I'm afraid. Or EAFC. I should say. Um, but yes, as you did say, we did bring in another lone player. And that was Ike Ugbo, who comes to Sheffield Wednesday. And the article from the Wednesday website reads as follows. The Owls have signed Ike Ugbo on loan for the rest, remainder of the season from French League Two side Troyes. Ugbo spent the first half of this campaign in the championship on a temporary deal with Cardiff City, scoring against Wednesday back in August. He now moves to Hillsborough and becomes our second signing of the January transfer window following the capture of goalkeeper James Beadle. At 25 years old, Ugbo brings with him plenty of experience with over 100 senior starts to his name and 38 goals along the way. He started his career as an academy prospect with Premier League Chelsea, gaining his first taste of senior football during a loan move to Barnsley. Similar loan moves follow to MK Dons, Scunthorpe United, Rhoda JC in Holland and Belgian outfit, Circle uh, Bruges. Ugbo stayed in Belgium to sign for Genk on a per 
permanent basis, scoring a match-winning goal against Anderlecht on his debut. A loan switch next came with Troyes, where the forward impressed to earn a four-year contract. He moved to Cardiff last summer and made 22 appearances for the Bluebirds. On the international stage, Ugbo represented England under-17s and under-20s before switching his allegiance to Canada. He earned an immediate call-up for the 2022 World Cup qualifiers and was part of the Canada squad that featured in the Qatar showpiece. Ugbo has been allocated shirt number 12 for the duration of his Essex stay. Welcome to Wednesday, Icky. Now, I saw constantly on Twitter around this that from Cardiff fans that he is just a player that scores goals. He doesn't do anything else. He just gets in the box, finds a position and scores goals, which is exactly what Sheffield Wednesday need. (laughs) That is exactly what we need because the one thing that we have been doing is putting balls on a plate for strikers and And not finishing our dinner. Now, here's the thing. Masaba and him had a link-up in Belgium, and they had a fantastic record. And I mean a really good record, like linking up and playing well. And I fit, But everybody missed something out here, though. Who would have signed him at Cardiff and recommended him? Kevin Beadle, because he was the head scout at Cardiff. Right. And Kevin Beadle came in December, October to one, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I've I've slept since then. My brain is gone, mate. <laughs> Did right, he? So, Did he? Go on. So remember, so remember when we got this the, is why uh, he's on the podcast because my brain is like soup. <laughs> so remember when we got in Kevin Beadle? He worked at Arsenal, Manchester United, all that lot. His he's last him. right. Club okay, yes. Well, Cardiff yeah, yeah. City, and who would have brought him in in August at Cardiff? Kevin Beadle. Yeah. And I think yeah, and he's... I wonder. If he looked at the kind of thing, I've got Masaba here and looked at clips and gone, hold on, that's the same player who are making gold for each other and helping. That link up is going to be key, I think. And I want to see it at Coventry. I want yes. to see it happen. I'm I'm mildly optimistic about this, actually. But it looks like we're not done because we are still being linked with strikers. So I think... Mm. You bring in another striker, right? Maybe it's um, a young Premier League loan, which is the seems to be a lot of the links that we're getting, right? Yeah. You've got Ugbo and you've got Kadamatri. That is youth with a point to prove, right? Oh, God, yeah. That's actually potentially better than what we've been doing recently with the old experienced heads that get injured, you know, or just don't seem to have it in them or that we come to them as their last stop before they need to yeah. drop to League One. Like, Jordan Rose, he's doing fantastically in League One. As And can I just say, by the way, we did say that when we got relegated, that we should probably keep hold of Jordan Rose because he will yeah, bag in did. League One. And I reckon we'd have gone up that first season. But there we yeah. go. Do you want to know what their um, record was between them when they were uh, in that kind of situation? Going 22 do, yes. goals and providing three assists between them. And that yeah. when they were in a relegation it, playoff situation. That's going to be a big thing. Because if you have... Because I know he likes to play... You, you, you know if he plays three along the front, you could have like Gassama, Ugbo and Masaba. But for me, mm. I'd even potentially... I'd want to fit Kadamatri in there. <laughs> you Somewhere, <know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tricky. Because I would want to fit Kadamatri in there. 
which is potentially in, in why where you put it. I don't. I don't think he'd play with four. Like you, you don't play a four-two. I don't see many people play a four-two-four. But if I was on FIFA, I'm a hundred percent playing a four-two-four. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm having Kadamari, Ugbo, Sabagasama, midfielder of ba- uh, Bannon and Diaby, and then a back four for me. Um, left back. Who's your favourite left back at the minute? Who do you think sits there? Well, it's Johnson, isn't it? It's Johnson. But he, yeah. he, he plays, but he plays as a wing. He plays as a winger better. I do. So I for do me, it's like... probably Johnson over Gasama. Yeah, I think. I think the thing you've got as well, and also a little bit of a special mention. I think Ashley Fletcher's done a lot better since Danny come in. Well, that's why I know he's going to stay. Actually, he's going to say he's going to keep him around because I think he's he's a hold up player. He's not scoring goals, but he has shown that as a hold up player, he's actually pretty good in that regard. You know, that's so, all he's missing, though, is a goal. Yeah, exactly. But I think because we've already got him, you might as well keep him as a hold up player now. Oh, God, yeah. um, Hendrick should go back for me. Because I don't think he's getting utilised enough. The problem is, Hendrick's is a difficult one. We tried to turn around to Newcastle and go, hey, can you have him back? And Newcastle gone, nope, he's all yours. And Hendrick has got a knee issue as well, which is they will not take him back. <laughs> it's ridiculous that we haven't got a kill clause in that concept, uh, contract. Yeah. You know. Um, but yes, let's go over Ugbo's FIFA card. He's a 70-rated striker, 74 pace, 68 shooting, 57 passing, 68 dribbling, 29 defending, and 69 physical. Quite a good card there. Let's have a look, actually, because mm. I'm intrigued. What could have his evolutions been that we've missed? And then I'll get annoyed that we didn't sign him at the start of the season <laughs> and I haven't got, like, a ridiculous striker. So his best ever time, if you'd have um, used the best path on him, you could have him at an 89-rated striker. You said you would be annoyed. (laughs) Ah! The thing is, though, if we'd have done that, I'd have been able to do that with him because it was during the time when FC Founders 2 came in. So you could have Mm. used Like a Rock and Growth Spurt and then the FC Founders. That card is ridiculous. It is. 80... 82 acceleration, 92 sprint speed, 86 agility, 90 reactions, 85 ball control, 84 dribbling, 85 composure. His his finishing is 88, his position is 87, shot power 82, his long shots aren't great. What's his passing? So you wouldn't really want to cross with him. He's crossing 78, but he's a striker, so you just put him up there and he's got dead ball plus, power shot, bruiser, uh, ping pass, and flair. If you whack a, um, well, what's probably best to whack on him there? Maybe a, if you put a finisher on him, his finishing goes up to ninety nine. You max his stats out there. But if you put a hunter wow. on him, I know this is just upsetting me now. If you put a hunter on him, his sprint speed goes up to ninety nine. His acceleration goes up to ninety, so he gets ninety five pace overall, and his finishing goes up to ninety six. That's what I'd probably do. I'd probably put a hunter on him, make him rapid. That's upsetting. That is really upsetting. I was, I was but there we say, go. How annoyed are you now? <laughs> Quite. <laughs> but yes, welcome to Wednesday, Ugbo, and hopefully we see him against Coventry. Yeah. Some more uh, good news. Kadamatri has won the EFL Young Player of the Month award from the Wednesday website. 
Reads as follows, Bailey Kadamatria scooped the EFL Young Player of the Month award for December. By his own admission, it has been a whirlwind period for the 18-year-old Owl striker who made his senior league debut in November before scoring three goals and penning a new contract in the following month. Kadamatria netted against Blackburn, Norwich and QPR whilst also providing a classy assist for Marvin Johnson's crucial winning goal at Preston. The teenager said, and quote, It feels really good to win the award. I feel... Like, it's a gratitude to my hard work recently, and I've earned it. But obviously, for my name to be on the list with some of the previous winners, it's a complete honour, and hopefully I can get to where some of the winners have got to one day. It really has been a whirlwind. This time six months ago, I couldn't have ever dreamed winning an award like this. I hadn't even played any minutes in the championship or scored any goals outside of the development team, so it really does top it off. It's been tough, but I'm always grateful for the opportunities, and I work hard and try my hardest. The manager has put his trust in me, and I feel like I've given him a reason to trust me. The week before the Millwall game, I was involved a lot more than I had been ever before. So I think at that point, I knew he was taking me seriously as a player. And it's great to work under him and learn under him. He's a great manager. End quote. Further testament to the turnaround in Wednesday's fortunes, Danny Rolls, manager of the month nomination for December. So he got nominated Didn't get there. It. And didn't get it, no. Um, but Anne Kadamatri has given an insight into the buzz behind the scenes triggered by the Germans' arrival. He said, end quote, it's a very positive place in the dressing room right now, to be honest. The last few weeks since the new manager came in, things have really picked up. He's brought a new structure to the place, giving people a level of positivity into every single game. And we firmly believe we're going to get out of the relegation zone. The manager's main focus is intensity, and that's what we play with. We want to be on top of games and work really hard. For example, he says that if you work at that full intensity and you're tired after 60 minutes, but you've given it all, giving it your all, that's fine. Someone else will come on and work to the same level to get the result, end quote. I love that. I like that. I yeah. love that. I like that a lot. Because uh, um, you do see it, and you do, and Danny does get players off that pitch if they start to flag, yeah. you know, because you keep that intensity, and he's he's got better at doing that as well. Um, Kadamatri is, is going to have a career in this. If he keeps his head down... Um, and he does it with I, Wednesday. I, like. I just like how far when they were to get a deal sort of with him as well and that the player wanted to stay as well. Because I'm not going to lie. You know, if we if we do get relegated, and I don't think, I think we're le- less likely to under Danny Rule now, but it's still going to be a massive task. He, w- he would be one of the things that kept me thinking, if he sticks around, we'll be all right. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you can actually build with players like that. You can yeah. build to 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 success because he's young enough to to really make the most of that. But yeah, I think we've done really well with it, getting him in on a new contract. We need to do the same with Bernard and that, but that could go either way, really, depending on how we finish the season. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things, though. It's like you're looking at what he's doing, and it it's actually really nice to see when they're just promoting some youth as well. Because we've seen Joey Poofy come on recently, we've seen Gwilla come on recently. It's like it's like when we said in the past we've got a decent academy. Why don't we use them, Danny? Danny in a, in one sense, I got I've got to use it because I got injury, but he's gone. There is actually some good players there. That's why I think Tomo's in that uh, academy in the uh, first team setup because he knows them all. And it's like it's really yeah. interesting. Recently, uh, there've been people noticing that our one of our analysts is sat on the bench now instead of being set up in the sky, so he can immediately beat to Danny. And you see it a couple of times where Danny going straight to the analyst, going, play that clip back. And I love that. That that detail, 
just for having a look at data analytics and just checking something so he can go, can we play that on the board in the dressing room at half time to go, we need to fix this. It's like when they're getting into the 21st century, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it took long enough, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about positives. This could be something a little bit more negative the way you see it. This is from the Yorkshire Post. End quote. Sheffield Wednesday star has MLS clubs interested as contract nears expiry. This is in relation to Windass. Back into the article that reads as the following. The 30-year-old has been at Hillsborough since 2020 when he initially joined on loan from Wigan Athletic before sealing a permanent switch. However, he is out of contract at the end of the season and there is said to be plenty of interest in securing his services. According to the Athletic's Tom Bogert, Two MLS clubs are interested in signing him. There are also reportedly several European clubs looking at signing a pre-contract agreement. Windass has made 19 appearances in all competitions for the Owls this season, scoring three goals. He was named in the starting 11 for Wednesday's most recent championship fixture, a New Year's Day triumph over Hull City. It's not the first time Windass has been subjected uh, the subject of transfer speculation regarding overseas clubs. He had previously been named as a target for Argentine outfit Atletico Tellerez. Wednesday have already sanctioned one exit in the current window, allowing midfielder Tyreek Backerson to join Charlton Athletic on loan until the end of the season. They have also recruited, bringing in James Beadle and Ikeopo on loan from Brighton and Hove Albion and Troyes respectively. Also, yeah, Backinson's gone. I realise we've not put yeah. that in the document. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gone out on loan. Um, quickly, before we talk about Windass, what do you think about Backinson um, going? Good luck to him. I wish we had a player in before he went, but good luck to him. I think it's one of those moves that worked well for both uh, player and club. Uh, apparently, we've got a I new think that's got to be a Connor Coventry thing. That, that's yeah, got to be yeah. a Connor Coventry thing. We thought we had and someone coming in and it didn't where happen. Where did Coven Coventry go to? Yeah, they've got our midfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it... I think it's that whole thing. I think I think they were so sure that something was about to happen with that and that it was nailed on and then it kind of gone awry due to whatever reason. At the end of the day, Backington had played a couple of games recently because we've not had the cover in midfield, like we said, and I thought he was looking okay. But there is the the world thought that, oh, once he's gone, this will be the last time we see him in Wentishire. He's a free age. He's not a free. Apparently, we've got an option as a year on him. Now, hear me out. I'd rather take the option of the year on him and then sell him than let him go for free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, but but I've seen so many people go, oh, no, just let him go. He's not. No, I want to. I want us to stop doing the thing where we don't Especially sell Especially if he has a cracking season with, yeah. with Charlton, like cracking second half of the season. Trigger that option, sell him. Yeah. Or trigger that option and give him a chance. Yeah. On the Windach one, I'm it getting to, it getting to the point where I I hate the January window. I love it for the players. <laughs> I hate it because every window we're talking at least ten to thirteen players in our own squad who are out of contract in the summer, who are players who potentially could have been made a bit of money on if we were a bit smarter. And the, one of the clubs who were interested were Real Lake City. Uh, but Windach was really honest about it in the press conference uh, yesterday. He literally turned around and said, look, I'm not bothered about it. I'll let my agent do that. I want to just keep going goals and keep on doing what I'm here. Uh, if there's a deal that gets done, then great. But I'll be the first person to know about a pre-contract. will be Danny before I tell anyone. I'll go in and tell him I've got this. But we've not been in contact with him yet to put a new contract in front of him. Would you give him a new contract next season? 
It depends. I don't know his wage structure, and I don't know where we're looking for forwards. It's it's mm. a case of. I like Josh Windass. I feel like yeah. he. There wouldn't be any bad blood if he went. It's not like no. the other situations, you know. Um, what I would say is because uh, I don't think he's a player that would down tools for the rest of the season. I would say I wouldn't want him to sign a pre-contract agreement. I said it would be better. I think it would be better for the club. And just, I think it's always more respectful to to see out your contract because he's got yeah. he's going to have options at the end of the season, right? Yeah. So see out your contract, um, and then either you see where Wednesday you're at, and do Wednesday want you involved, or you mm. still should have some of those options available to you, because I think I think he could definitely do a job for us. Windass is a great player, right? Yeah, he is. Um, but it just depends what Wednesday's strategy is going forward. And if I think he's had his best if, time at a club at Wednesday than most of the others. Yeah. Because he's always had some sort of fallout with something or other kind of thing. He had a fallout at Rangers, he had a fallout at Wigan. And I think here he's just matured a lot more. And I think you yeah. saw it. You saw, and he, and his, his, goal, his goal got us up, you know. Yeah. Like, there's, there's always gonna, we're always going to have moments. It's one of those things where I wouldn't be completely i wouldn't be angry it's not like the, in, the, in the situations with players before i wouldn't be furious if he was i was like how dare you sort of thing sort of thing i think he he probably he probably deserves like a, a move to an mls club or something like mm. that you know or, or a different challenge at some point but what i would say is i say this to any player that's departing in this situation especially ones that have got a bit of a rapport do it in the way that benefits yourself and the club don't do a so lame this is, what, this, is, this is This is what I'm going to say to you then. There was a story at the same time as this one, which I forgot to put in the document. I just remembered it. There was talk of Liam Palmer going to an MLS club as well on a pre-contract. What are your thoughts with that one? I I personally want to see Liam Palmer get another year deal. Yeah, oh no, I, I want to keep Palmer in this squad. Um, but I also, again, think he would he he deserves another challenge if he wants it, you know? Yeah. If if it's a case of he he's getting off, he, by the way, he won't be one of the players that breaks the salary cap in MLS. I think a lot of people are saying that no. can take a massive payday in the MLS. He'll probably be on very similar money to what he's on now. Um, so it won't be a case of that. It'll just be a different experience. Do you want to move out to America for a couple of years and do all mm. of that? But um, I I also don't know if he'd want to because he's obviously settled here. He's been here his whole career, apart from loans. And I think he only had one loan. I think it was Trammy. Yeah. I think that was so, his only loan, and that's when he was really young. I think he can still do a job, and he shows time and time again that he can break back into the squad. Danny didn't mm. know when he came, and now he's playing for Danny. You know, he works hard, and his, his commitment to the shirt and the club um, is another reason why it's a case of if he wanted to go and do something, then I'd understand that. But it... Yeah. I think it'd be hard for him to leave Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that's that's a completely different thing with him. It'd be very difficult for him to leave leave his Boyle club because he's played there his whole career, and yeah. he had some amazing moments with us last season. But I also feel like a lot of that will depend on if we get relegated. I don't think Palmer's going anywhere. No, you don't. I to be fair, I don't think Palmer's going anywhere if we stay up. I think he's a good squad player. 
I think Danny yeah. seen no, but I mean, in. I mean, if we got, I mean, if we got relegated, for example, I think it'd yeah. be his attitude and like it's like you know, Bannon said it. We're getting this club back up, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, pa- Palmer's actually in a weird position as a Wednesday fan. Whereas if he was a Wednesday player at the end of the season, say the worst did come to it and we did get relegated, he's actually a Wednesday fan with a position to actually contribute to us getting out of that position. Whereas a lot of us are just fans that helplessly watch you know yeah, he can yeah. actually contribute to it and that's that's a big part of it but yeah as i said i wouldn't have any bad blood if they decided to go to the mls um no. windass and palmer but i also feel like they could have a place in this squad so let us know what you think uh in the comments below on that one right let's just do a quick talk on um parachute payments because a lot of that's come up this week parachute payments and yeah money and is there too much of an injustice and imbalance jake um i feel there is because it's weird i i understand that back beforehand it's like you're losing your tv money but it's now it's now like here's 80 million for getting relegated well done for getting relegated hope this helps you out and nearly every time you look at the clubs that go up from the championship it's normally clubs who have come down it's very rare it's not a club that's come down and if they are, one of the things in this article, which is astonishing, parachute payments are worth something in the region of 270 million a year. If you took the distribution evenly across all member clubs, then the Football League could come up with a formula to say, right, Champion Cups receive 70%, League One Club 20%, uh, with League Two getting 10%, and everyone will be enabled by it. And that's the thing I don't understand. Why is this. Um, it's this whole thing. A lot of the times, I believe that the parachute payments are set by and given down to the EFL by the Premier League club. But the thing that gets me and annoys me is like, does you you looked at our game versus Southampton? Look at the difference between it. It was a, a difference between a fifteen million squad that is roughly us and a two hundred million squad. It's just so weird because our fans are going, oh, they don't have the Premier League squad anymore. And then I remember hearing the lineup getting called out and going, oh God, yes, they do. They don't. They just don't have yeah. the big stars like Ward Prowse and that. And but they have like, they still have players that are internationals and are way above this level. You yeah. know, um, it needs fixing, but I don't think it's gonna come anytime soon. And no, I, I, think, thing- I, I think I think it's it's one of those things I've, I've been banging the drum of Wednesday need to join the party sooner rather than later, because the yeah. other side of the city'll be all right, right? They're yeah. gonna be in a situation where they might not be great, but if they're managed financially well, they won't have FFP problems for quite a while because of their promotions and relegations, right? Mm. We need to be in that situation of being a club that you can go and invest in. I will say this, are you looking forward to going to the Etihad if, if it ever happens, if they get charged? Because it sounds like if they do get charged, they're going to get relegated. <laughs> the Premier League needs to show the bottle and they need to charge them. If they bottle this and just find them, there's... it's Well, it's well if in... they bottle it and find them and then they send Everton and Forrest down with point deduction, it's a joke. It is. But money does talk. Um, mm. I don't... Th- I mean, to be honest, the amount of sanctions that they could have, I think they'll... If they drag it, they want to face all the charges at once, really. Because, yes, you can get disbarred from the league and stuff, but I reckon the Premier League will bottle it a bit and just relegate them. 
Yeah. I don't think they'll like send them down to the National League or League Two or whatever. I think they'll just relegate them. And I think that's probably the best I outcome. I can't wait for the petition to start up going, please sign our petition to send it to the House of Commons because it's going to happen. <laughs> it's just it's just um a bit of a mockery of it, isn't it, really? Yeah. When 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 clubs like Everton and Forest with a rich history of overspent a little bit. And, I, and don't get me wrong, if they've cheated, they've cheated as well. You know, Leicester yeah. got relegated. There's other clubs that got relegated, but it happens. And, and it's like United and stuff this season will be saying, well, we've not cheated. And, yep. you know, it just becomes a mess. But then you've yeah. got the Man City cloud over it. Yeah. Right, back to Wednesday. So this is from the BBC. Marvin Johnson... Ipswich Town, he talks with Sheffield Wednesday over Wimback. The article reads as follows. Championship promotion chasers even. Ipswich are in talks with Sheffield Wednesday over signing wingback Marvin Johnson. The 33-year-old has returned to the fold under Owl's boss Danny Rull after not even being registered to play under predecessor Zisco Munez. The former Middlesbrough player signed an extension to his contract after helping Wednesday win promotion to the championship last season. There is no agreement on a deal yet and it is known that Wednesday would want a fee. Johnson has scored three goals in 13 appearances for the Owls since Roll brought him back into the side in November. However, Johnson, however, while Johnson appreciates and likes Roll it w- and would be sad to leave Hillsborough, he is also keen to further his career and realises a move to Ipswich would give him a chance of achieving his ambition to play in the Premier League. Ipswich is second in the championship, three points ahead of Southampton, while Wednesday are in the relegation zone and four points from safety. I, I don't know where the one million's come from, but there's a lot of talk about it being a there million was, pound a, fee. There was a uh, article, not an article, a tweet from a journalist who said it was a million pounds and we've rejected it. Now, here's the thing is, Dara said there'd be no fee at all put towards us and stuff like that. And here, here's my thing. And I think this is going to... I'm going to sound really petty, and I don't mean to, but how desperate are Ipswich if they're needing to come to us near the relegation battle to go after Johnson again when they could have got him for free in the summer and they didn't do it? Yeah, or is it clever? You can look at the the other side. Is it clever to capitalise on a player in form that you can... You see, here's the thing what I see this, though. They can probably afford to give Johnson a couple of year contract, but if he gets promoted, they're not going to play him if they get promoted. So it's a case of this would be a payday for Johnson because we know it's which pay well. Are they going to get promoted? Yeah, there is is that. I think think Southampton are going to go past them. Yeah, and then you've got the playoffs look, haven't you? And And they've got to see what happens in the playoffs. I think this is one of these ones where. I get people going cash in his 33, and I understand that. And I was a little bit that way as well. But at the same time, there's, there's that whole thing. People forget about what um, families are like. Like maybe Johnson family, now everything's sort of with him playing now. Maybe they're just happy to be in Sheffield and around this area because they've been here for a while. Maybe they don't want to make the move and he don't want to move up there to ch- ch- change it all up. It's, it's an interesting one. The if they're going to do it, they're going to have to come with a fee. Because according to the start, nothing been, a fee not been put forward. But again, if this is going to happen, when they need to have another player lined up ready or two, because we don't have any cover in the left-sided position. So that would completely be suicidal 
if we don't have any cover there, okay, we are screwed. Yeah, we we need to. It's it's it's. Do you remember when we got relegated and people were coming in yep. for like one million pound offers for Windass? Yeah. Or, or it was might be the season when we were getting relegated, and I said, I'm going to say the same thing. Is Marvin Johnson worth a million pounds to Wednesday if he helps us stay up? The answer is yes. Yeah. Um, but it's also a case of. Do we sell him for a million pounds if we can bring somebody back in in that position? The answer could also be yes. Yeah. But I wouldn't sell him for anything less. No. Because no. that's a decent enough fee. If Danny Rule feels like he can bring in a player that's going to do that job, then good, you know? Mm. But if it's going to weaken us and it's going to cost us relegation, it's like a 10 million pound buffer now, now in, in the modern football world. That's going to cost us a lot more than that transfer would. And obviously players can pick up injuries. He is 33 now. It's a case of if he starts to pick up some injuries towards the end of the season, we don't know what situation we're going to be in. I can see no. both sides of it. I can see why Ipswich would want him. I think I actually think it's a clever move on the scouting move from Ipswich because they can capitalise yeah. on a team that's struggling and, and poach a player that's going to help them in the short term um, and be that boost, poaching informed player that's got experience in the league and is showing that he can do it. He, he's showing he can adapt as well um, mm. and, and come back. Because if you think about how he came back in under Rull and got his head down, he could do that under a new manager at Ipswich. But I think... <sighs> I could see this one happening, but I, I yeah. also think that Chancery will stand firm and let his contract run down if we haven't got a replacement lined up. And at the minute, it doesn't. We've not been linked with anyone that could play that Johnson role for me at the minute. No. So until we've not that really happens, had anyone really in that position for a while either. Mm. I wouldn't be. Again, I wouldn't begrudge him a chance at that, but it is a bit. It is a bit more of a difficult one. With, with the uh, situation Wednesday you're in in terms of the replacement, you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge a player for wanting to go to a top two side at the minute. And Ipswich have obviously been flying this season. They're going to be mm. up and around there, even if they do fall out of the top two. They're probably going to be in the playoffs. So, it's, it is joining one end of the table for another. But it, it just depends on. Johnson might not see him him having a stint at this club after the summer anyway. So he might yeah. just this might if that is the case, then it might the make is, more sense. No one actually knows what the contract situation is. Yeah, like people have like gone. Well, he's on a year contract. We don't actually know. We could be on a two year contract. Why we're turning around and say we want a fee? I think we should keep hold of him unless we can find a replacement. But money talks yep. and league position talks, and I could see it yep. happening. Again, I'd wish him all the best if it happened, but we need to be really careful about who goes out the door um, when we're in this situation. Yep, definitely. This next story is from the star. It was unexpected. Arsenal starlet recalled a mid-loan interest from Sheffield Wednesday and others. Denmark under-21 international Mika Bereth enjoyed a fruitful stint at Motherwell in the first half of the season, bagging 11 goal involvements in 15 matches, having overcome a knee niggle earlier on in the championship, in the championship, in the campaign. The Star reported earlier this week that he was of interest to the Owls, who are looking to further sharpen their attacking options before the month is out. The 20-year-old forward, described as a direct number nine type, is also believed to be of the interest to a handful of sides, including clubs in Europe. Wednesday are understood yep. to have been hopeful 
of completing Bares' signing. Though the emergence of other clubs into the conversation has made things a little less clear, the star understands. While it is clear he will head back out on loan, it remains to be seen where the London-born forward will end up. Bereth has not played since January 2nd, owing to the Scottish football winter break, but he has been pictured training alongside the Arsenal first team this month, having come through the academy ranks at Fulham before being stolen away to sign his first professional deal with the Gunners in 2021. He has yet to make a senior bow for Arsenal, but has made the bench and spent time last season on loan in the Eredivisie with RKC Walshwick. Now, That's completely the bad pronunciation there, but there you go. There's a lot of people who are going... Because it, it came out last night that uh, it looked like he'd probably going on loan to somewhere in the Austrian Bundesliga, the FK Strum Graz. And people are going, oh, we're losing out zippers. Well, hang on a minute. They're in the UEFA conference. They are second in their league, just behind RB Salzburg on 37 points and RB Salzburg on 39. Maybe Arsenal want him to go and enjoy and crack onto that level of like, go fight for a title and play European football than actually coming to a relegation scrap. There could be that link to it because it could be just getting him ready and prepared to like join the first team and different mentality. I understand what people are saying and going, oh, we're losing out for another another club kind of thing. But that's the transfer window. It's like what we said and like Danny said, it changes very fast. We can be... With- for one person five minutes ago and then somebody else comes in. And I think that's something you've got to be really patient with. Everybody's looking for the same kind of player at the minute, especially in the championship. Yeah, it's it's interesting because a lot of people are still saying that he's coming to Wednesday. A lot of articles are catching up, but then it does look like he could easily be out to... Um, the side you previously mentioned. Now, I think he'd be a he'd be a good shout to be honest, because he's done well mm. at Motherwell on loan. He's a young player. He's only really just started his career. Um, he's twenty years old, and he would be that Premier League striker, um, young striker that we talked about taking a chance on to go with the likes of Ugbo and Kadamatri. You've got somebody else in that. He's six foot two, so he offers a little bit of height as well. Um, yeah. Let's do his FIFA card because it's. Uh, very common on this podcast to do that. He's a 62 rated gold with 73 pace, 61 shooting, 48 passing, 60 dribbling, 29 defending, 69 physical. So he is woeful. However, you... Here comes the um, evolution. <laughs> if you had an evolution and you did him to his best, he could be an 87 rated striker. Currently, if you've only got the... G- yeah, I know. Currently, if you've got the game now um, and you do sign him, you can get him to a 79-rated striker. So he is he is usable. Um, he would be one yeah. of our best to to use on there. But I I could see why Arsenal would want to send him to a performing side that are competing in a European competition. Yeah. That goes without saying. But I also think it makes sense to come and fit a system like Danny Rules if Arteta wants some interest, some experience, a player to have experience in the English leagues, obviously yeah. it would be Arteta, would it? It'd be the youth staff there, but um, it'd be a case of a, f- an attacking style. He'd be coming into yep. an attacking style in the English system. So it all depends on, and, and coming up against opposition that you would be more, more akin to some of the clubs that you would play in mm. the Premier League. So yeah, I think I think we also make sense for him. 
do you think it's going to happen or do you think he's, he's, he is going to end up going the other way? I think he's going to go the other way, uh, sadly. Um, I, I, much, I know people are getting really disappointed that we're linked with players and then we're not getting them. You've got to remember, look at the position we're in. I think if we won, beat Cardiff, beat Coventry and we're a couple of points adrift on the relegation zone, more players may have been handed a chance. I think you've also got to remember this is Danny Roll's first ever transfer window. So it's new to him. So it's like, as much as he's got the connection to it's making sure it's right for us and making sure it's right for the player. And if the other team who were wanting to loan him don't want to, nothing can do about it. Mm. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens with that one. But he could be a, a good signing for us. But competition when you're in a relegation battle is always difficult. Yep. Such as this player. This is actually from... Um, Portsmouth.com.co.uk, yes, sorry. Um, and reads as follows. The obstacle now cleared as Portsmouth chase Premier League starlet with Huddersfield Town, Sheffield Wednesday, QPR and co. An, an obstacle to potentially bringing in Brentford's Miles Part, Miles Part Harris has now been cleared as the Blues look for recruits to get their promotion push flying again. The attacking talent is a winter window priority with the 21-year-old seen as the kind of forward-thinking player that could give a faltering bid to reach a championship in the uh, shot in the arm. Now, the reason we're reading about this player is obviously there is a Wednesday link in there. It looked like yeah. Wednesday were interested. Do you think we're still in the race this I don't know. It's gone quite quiet on him, but that sometimes can be a good thing in terms of transfer mm. if it had gone quiet because it's the right age. Let's put it this way. It's the right age what we would want him to come in and it will be, we do need an attacking winger, let's be honest. That is something that Danny has said he wants. And I'd be interested to see what happened because I one that I'd like us to do, but it's like we were linked with him, I think, a week ago, it may have been the start of this week, but midweek as well, we were also linked with Daniel Gradzdag uh, from Philadelphia on loan, the MLS player, uh, Hungarian attacking midfielder as well. So this is the thing. We are linked with a lot of players, but at the same time, it's figuring out a deal that's right for both clubs and where they want to develop. Um, I would hope we could get someone in like a 21-year-old from Brentford because we know what their academy is like. It's very good. It does help build yeah. player, but you look at the people involved: Portsmouth, Huddersfield, us, QPR. Well, Huddersfield went to QPR and near the relegation spot. Where Portsmouth are pushing for promotion. It's again: Do you want him to go get a promotion on his CV? It's a, it is a different. It is a different league, and we have seen that like players go to lower end championship clubs um, over us when we were in League One. So it can happen, but it, again, you are very. Uh, astute in the fact that it, a promotion is always a better atmosphere for a player to be around. But I actually, I do actually think out of Huddersfield, us and QPR, we are the obvious choice with the manager and the form. Mm. Because if you want to score goals and you want to be in a system that can that attacks, play under Danny Rull. Yeah, we know Darren Moore's not fantastic at that. I don't think he's. I think his days are numbered at Huddersfield. You know, like he, it's, it's not looking good, is it? It's looking really bad. And mm. and you know what the really stupid thing is? Please, this is because I'm really bad. But please, still be there when we have to play you at the end of the start of Huddersfield, uh, start of February. Yeah. 
Because he might still, uh, he might get one over on us, though. You never know. Yeah, it's again. This is how mental this window's been. This is literally how mental this window's been with everyone. One minute we're linked, and then it's gone. And it's like uh, there's a player you liked uh, from Tottenham, Alfie Divine, is it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, football he, manager. He, yeah. he he just gone to Plymouth on them. They are playing football manager, aren't they? But yeah, speaking of yeah. Uh, video games, EAFC, Miles Park-Harris is a 63-rated bronze with 63 pace, 61 shooting, 63 passing, 63 dribbling, 52 defending and 68 physical. So not a great card, but yes, again, he has an amazing evolution that could have got him to an 88-rated centre midfielder. He's currently got no very good active evolutions, though, so if you did get him, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't be great to evolve in this January window. But yeah, all these players would have been perfect for all the evolutions I was trying to yep. do all year. But that's just the situation we find ourselves in. Um, let's move on to the weekend then. So we play Coventry twice in a week. Yep. Which is once in the league it and once de- in the FA Cup. Uh, they are currently vu. sixth we did in the championship. Yeah. Deja vu. We did this against Fleetwood last year, if you remember. Coventry are a good side. You know, they they've... They're going to be. It's going to be a big challenge. They are on forty points at the minute. They've got ten wins, ten draws, and seven losses. Their home record is six seven one. Their away record is four three six. So they do lose a lot on the road, and they're playing us twice at Hillsborough this week. So mm. you would hope that we can make home advantage count. For me, it's something we've got to try and scrap something from. You know, yep. go for it in the league. Yes, I'd love a cup run, but I also think that the league is so important to us that the cup. I would love a cup run, actually, because I actually think this is a side that can beat anyone on the day. Um, but it's just a case of that consistency, you know, in the yeah. league. Uh, it, it's a priority. So how are you feeling going into this uh, doubleheader with Coventry this week? I think if one of the ones, if we can start well and press and keep that press going, I think we're going to be all right. And yeah. I think the thing is, I think... Again, it shows you how much Callum Patterson is crucial to the team and how much we've missed him. Because when he was in the team, we were pressing better. He was high up. He was in the faces. We haven't really got anyone who can do that. And he, his head injury situation fine now, but he's now picked up a knee injury. Picked up something similar, I think, last season around this time. And it's one of those situations, we don't have that player who can just get in someone's face like Callum can do. And I think that is crucial to this Danny Rule pressing system as well. Because if you look at how most of the pressing starts, it starts with Callum and Bailey pressing Hyatt with either side and making the mistake. Um, I think if we can start fast and strong and get at them early, I'd like to, like I said, I'd like to see Beadle start. i possibly make a case, maybe say, signing Ugbo uh, to start even that he's already signed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him, him start as well, just have that link up play. And I like Dawson, Dawson, Dawson can still play this week. He can, he can play him in the cup. Yeah. So start yeah. beetling the league. Yeah. But yeah also, we've got, um, Bay- we got Bayer back as well at this suspension, so that'll be handy. It's going to be interesting to see if he can he can recapture some form Bayer. Bayer's is a Good player, we know he's he's there, but for me, he's we we need to make sure he, he gets that level the levels he had in League One in this in the championship. So Coventry is mm. going to be a tough test this week. We will um, see you after those two fixtures. Um, 
we might see you between those two fixtures to be fair but i'm not i'm not too sure um we'll let you know how the episodes are rolling out make sure you follow the twitter at talking web to keep updated on when the episodes are coming out over this uh, transfer window period because we are not we're not religiously sticking to the tuesday slot um as we just for the next couple of weeks while we we sort all of this out because usually we can feel like something's going to break and then and we're going to record an episode and it's annoying <laughs> mm. things breaking just after an episode records but yeah we're, we're trying to do that at the minute but make sure yeah you keep in touch with us if you've got any ideas for the, what we've already got a plan for the uh in-person special but if you want to be a call-in or something like that make sure you get in touch on the twitter um get in touch with us or if you're in the discord drop us a yeah. message in one of the channels because it would be good to good to chat to uh some people again for a call-in episode when we do that in-person episode but that's all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Jake, got anything to add? Uh, just enjoy stuff and don't go too mental if something doesn't happen. It's the transfer window. It can all change at a drop of a hat. And I think we're still looking at things and just enjoy stuff. For me, don't, though, don't this transfer sense. window has to be massive, though, because the Chancery has put himself in a situation where he didn't back the manager uh, if he doesn't back the manager in time, then he makes his decision to point Zisco Muniz even worse because yep. you've actually spent a lot of the money in the summer. The This manager, if he had, we wouldn't be in this situation. So for me, it's, 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 it's awkward because we have to do something more than we're doing currently. Yeah. But yeah, guys, um, take care and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.